0: Welcome back everyone to S1E1 to remind everyone what we are we're a show that each week we watch the very first televised episode of a different sitcom and we talk about it as if we've never seen any other episodes of the show and at the end of the episode we go and decide if it's a show that we would green light or cancel I'm Jay Gags with me today are four of my friends that are here every week quite frankly (laughs) Gordo Nick Joe and Ferg what's up guys 76
1: or 76 or 76 or 76 or 76.
0: All right. So, this week we are talking about News Radio. News Radio went 5 seasons on NBC, 95 episodes. The first episode, creatively enough, was called Pilot. Pilot came out March 21st, 1995 to start off. Has anyone here not seen <coughs> News Radio?
2: I've not seen this episode, and I honestly have not seen very much of the show, But so I'm kind of going in a little bit raw on this one. I, I'm in the same boat as Nick, and a, as you know, I thought
3: we were doing Spin City, only because <laughs> I mixed up the shows of what they were, but...
0: That's a fairly get easy mix-up, though. Gordo, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, so for me, I've seen uh, my share of news radio, but like to be honest, I haven't really watched it since its original run. So that was like we said, '95 is when it started, and so I was like nine at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have like a really sharp memory of anything that really happened in the show, I just have memories of watching it. So pretty much went in raw. There's I'm a couple gonna... of things I remember
1: because we watched it in syndication, it was on Fox, yeah. I think maybe seven ish, eight ish, around the Seinfeld King of the Hill block or whatever. And I'll never
3: forget some of the Stephen Root stuff that's later on in the seasons. It's super funny. It's, but, the, um, it's the kind of show that like you'd only see because it was on after something else you wanted to watch. Like, yeah,
0: like Mad About You in Caroline <laughs> in the City and stuff back then. No, Plus no, no, no. I
1: would purposely watch news radio. I would not purposely watch Mad About You. No,
0: I was going <laughs> to say it
4: was like on right around Seinfeld or The Simpsons. It was like sandwiched kind mm-hmm. of like right there. A third rock from the sun too. Yeah, I like don't know dinner why time I remember. syndication. Yeah, that's where I remember watching it was it was always the show after the one that we were watching i right? want to say
2: exactly. that phil hartman dying kind of boosted this show a little bit more that yeah. was
0: that was like three or four seasons in because like he died i think in 98 if i'm correct
1: yeah and it's the only good thing that you phil yes, hartman dying did because the world is a worse worse place without phil hartman in it
0: he died on my birthday mm, your wife's Way to go, cookies yeah I was on a Boy Scout trip in Annapolis at the Air Force Base, having a great time, and then boom! Phil Hartman is dead. The bummer.
1: Although I will say they did replace him with John Lovitz, who was a very fun character <laughs> on the show. He was no Phil Hartman, but if you're gonna replace somebody, like that's a that's a good one.
2: Didn't John he Lovitz? He's a big horny
1: bird, after all.
2: Didn't John Lovitz <laughs> and Andy Dick get into a fist fight? I my show because Andy Dick killed Joe, uh, Phil Hartman like secondhand killed Phil Hartman he said that he put a curse he
1: put the curse of Phil Hartman on him and John Lovitz beat the shit out of him in a bar proven furthermore thought that, that John Lovitz the- is amazing
2: and that Andy Dick is the fucking worst because wasn't his wife like all fucked up or something like that because of something Andy Dick gave her I think they were both junkies together so there was always
1: the blame to Andy Dick for maybe introducing her to whatever they were on because she was pretty yeah. deep into drugs. Yeah,
0: I don't remember the specifics, but I think there was something to do with like specifically drugs. He gave her played a part in like he gave her the drugs that she might have been on that night or something. I, I don't remember. But I think we need to rewind back because Phil Hartman's still alive at this time. Oh, God, so nice. is not even on the show yet what a nice so, world do we go back in time we 13 time. phil yeah, hartman's so, alive so yeah my my 12th birthday has not been ruined yet and <laughs> we'll go back to season one episode one of news radio So um, the show starts kind of interesting because it starts with like a outside shot as a result, not really shot like a sitcom because of the way it was used where the um, we see the main character going to a new job, essentially. So he's like running late. He's very neurotic. And um, I I just thought it was kind of a weird way to start a sitcom just because it was shot so different.
1: I liked it though, and I love that Dave Foley (laughs) is I think it's a perfect casting for this. And I don't know if we talked a little bit about Kids in the Hall, I think, in one of the last episodes, but I don't know if we I mean, maybe this is right around when Kids in the Hall would have started airing on Comedy Central after school, too. So this would have been when I first personally, I don't know if you guys were watching Kids in the Hall then too, but like that's when I first knew who Dave Foley was and knew all the kids in the hall stuff. So it was kind of fun thinking back of. And I don't know if you Dave he shows up in some stuff. He was in an episode of Superstore recently. And yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie where he walks around fully naked, that nope. U bowl movie from a few years <laughs> no. ago. It's uh, no, nope. that's an episode. For, that's, a bonnet, that's a Patreon episode for later. Yeah.
3: So I, re- uh, I recently rewatched Scrubs, and he popped up randomly in that. And he's just he's always just a random character. So but it's he's always great. see him as like a starting a starring role.
0: Yeah, but to go back, do you guys think it was just kind of like a weird intro to a sitcom, just to shoot it exterior like that? Like I just something about it just was like I don't know, it's interesting to me just because it doesn't look like a sitcom because they went with that approach. It wasn't kind of like studio I, recorded. The first I time.
1: like the brightness about it because one thing I remember going into this and there, there's a ton of stuff I remember about this show, but one thing that sticks out to me is the show is very gray. Yeah, you're in a very dreary office that you never get a lot of light, and they never. really go outside so the fact that the first scene of the show is bright sunny outside spring or fall day or whatever kind of threw me because it just then thrusts you into his life now goes into this terrible, dark, dreary every day. Yeah,
0: brown and tan kind of interior. To transition, I guess, like from that scene, his character was super punctual and neurotic and was trying to show up at the exact right moment because he was starting his job today. Finds out he's at the wrong building and has to sprint and he ends up being 15 minutes late. But in between him being late into the him actually making it into his new job at this radio station... The intro to the show is just kind of like a little, like five second uh, showing of the title. And I thought that was a little different too, to kind of go that route. Usually these sitcoms that we've watched so far on the show have done like a full explanation, kind of to a point where it's entering you into the world where this was just like, the show's called news radio, let's go.
1: I love it, though, because it's almost like a bumper on a radio station, right? Like WBZ, doodle dood, and then you're back in. Mm -hmm. So this is just like, hey,
2: it's news radio, and we're back. It kind of sticks to the format. Yeah. I I always thought, too, that because you see some shows even nowadays do that where they just like it's a very quick intro. And I always thought that maybe it's because they want that time for the show. You know and I mean, you can waste 45 seconds on an intro, a minute on an intro, but when you have 22, 24 minutes, that could be something good. So maybe they were just like, you know what? Screw the intro. Let's just add something yeah. for the show, you know?
0: Well, a lot of shows kind of have like their original intro that they use, and then they'll have like condensed versions of it that they, that they'll go to. Yeah, they have like a stinger. Like- yeah. If like certain episodes run a little long, they can kind of use the short intro to kind of supplement some of the time and whatever. So I guess that's just how they're doing it here. We're just not getting a full intro song and that's fine. That's one less thing to worry about. They just toss that up and enter the show.
1: And I feel like we had a good talk about it um, a lot. <laughs> we talked about the 10 second song way longer than the song yeah. lasted. So that's something, right? A show, show before the
3: show.
0: We get to the actual radio station we works at, which is WNYX. And we already know that it's New York because of that first scene when he was running late. But if you didn't catch that, the W would at least tell you that it is east of the Mississippi.
1: True, it's not KMYX.
0: Yes. So for those of you who don't know, radio stations on the East Coast all start with W, and then anything west of the Mississippi has the K at the beginning. So depending on where you're listening right now, and you've wondered why your radio stations all start with either a W or a K, well, that's why.
4: Who listens to radio? WNBC.
0: I was waiting for someone to do it. I was going to say, yeah. Do we all want to get, is this like our,
1: uh, do we all need to get one (laughs) WNBC out of our system? (laughs)
0: WNBC. For uh, those of you who are fans of Howard Stern and the movie Private Parts, WNBC. Take that, Don Amos.
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, what are your early impressions of the Dave character? So he's starting off very kind of like neurotic uh, in the beginning. Thoughts early on, or is it oh. just kind of just kind of seeing where this is going at the moment? So
3: in the very beginning, it's like he shows up and he meets that security guard, and I I feel like that security guy's supposed to represent the audience. You're, yeah. he's meeting him for the first time. You are too, and he's just that like annoying go getter that like that new person at work, and you kind of just root for him to fail. Which is why the like, the guy knows he's in a like he's trying to be punctual and make a good first impression, and he just he doesn't tell him that he's in the wrong building.
0: Yeah, like he's like, oversharing. Screw you! Like, like. <laughs> my first impression was the same. I definitely thought he was coming off a little annoying up front.
4: Thought he was too. I thought he was very annoying. Very go getter e you know, I want to be on time, I want to be punctual. And then it's, it's so weird because, as we'll find out, it's just so opposite of what he is in the show. Like, as the show kind of progresses, I found him to be tedious, like, as a main character. I don't know. I just... I did not like him.
1: Yeah, I took it as, you know, I feel like this is one of those very much, here's the arc. He's going to start one way and then the end the other. So I don't find it tedious because you know it's going to change as the Mm. show goes on. But the episode, not even the whole show, but that episode.
4: You see, I don't know that at this point. At this point, um, watching.
1: I think that we can consider ourselves uh, sitcom experts. So I think we can debate that (laughs) later.
0: Yeah, we're, Mm. we're on episode five. We're experts by now.
1: So, um, Lori Laughlin was innocent. So, <laughs> I have a degree in sitcomology.
0: Anyway, so Dave gets to the office. The first guy he meets is Ed. And then what we come to find out is Dave's there to be the new news director, and Ed is the current news director. So it's obviously an awkward situation because now we're finding out that the first thing that Dave's going to have to do with his job is fire the guy he's replacing. But who but, is Ed? Well, that was the thing. When I first saw Ed, I was like, oh, my God, that is... Actor Kurt Fuller, who's been in a million things, but the the only thing that triggers my brain immediately is Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Wayne's World is the first thing that comes to my mind. Really? Yeah. Hmm, me
1: That's too. That's where you go first. You don't have yeah. Ghostbusters too?
0: No. Wayne's I love World. Wayne's World. You don't Wayne's go Wayne's World
1: first. I went Ghostbusters two, and then I went to No Holds Barred.
0: No Holds Barred also, but then I went Wayne's to World's Autofocus. First. Wayne's World first. Wait, is Wayne's World in your top five? First? Wayne's World's four, but okay. Autofocus.
1: He's dressed as uh, Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes, having sex <laughs> with the girl, and
3: that's just World. never going <laughs> to leave my World brain. Was
0: my first experience yeah, with
3: him. So. Wayne's
0: World is the thing that stands out to me the most. Probably the thing I've seen the most. And it's funny because like yeah, obviously Ghostbusters two, and audience, uh, some of the. Audience audience doesn't know right now but i was one of the stars of ghostbusters 20 so,
3: uh, so
0: i know a lot of people don't know that that's why it you're, tanked you're just meeting us through the show you but, just uh, lost yeah, us um, like
3: 100 subscribers
0: uh, well sorry but um yeah so anyways kurt fuller from wayne's world <laughs> is, the, is the guy he's replacing so kind of weird to have a guy like that who obviously like the objective of this episode now is that he's going to be fired and you're like oh he's a you know he's a pretty st- good actor like why would you why would you bring him in just for this uh dispensable role but like gets yeah, fired on screen
1: was... all the time hulk hogan fired him <laughs>
0: <laughs> was was he was he the dookie guy no no no, no. He's, not dookie. no. He's,
1: he's the battle of the tough guys creator he okay. owns the web he owns the tv network Jay, we used to rent that movie like once a week when we were eight. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, we are now. He's probably sleeping. Park, so... <laughs> yeah, Jay, we rented it all the time, but
1: that's
3: just because Jay kept sleeping through it. We had to keep getting it. Funny he always uh, plays a slimy douche in everything. He's just got that voice and look. Yeah, he's got a great character actor face where he's like a perennial
1: sort
2: of slimy kind of scummy dude. And it's like there's also like 10 other actors who could have played him. You know what I mean? Like I can think of like, I couldn't tell you their names, but I can think of other guys that could have been that same guy. Right, that sort of 80s, 90s character actor archetype. Right.
0: After that kind of whole thing went through, the the thing that I noticed next that kind of bothered me about the show was in my notes I have in order. We meet Lisa, we meet Matthew, we meet Greg. Basically, uh, the boss, Mr. James, just shouts all their names as they first come into the shot, which is I guess the way that they're going to introduce us to these characters. He's just like, Lisa. Matthew and it was like okay so we're introducing us to all the characters but it's like one after another after another after another and I'm like okay let's like slow it down a little bit the show is going a little too quick too much at once
1: and of course, though, you have to love Jimmy James, right? Stephen Root, another one of the best 90s actors. Bill Dotrieve, Robocop 3. Dodgeball. Ev- Dodgeball. Dodgeball is everything. all I think of, yeah. There's there's nothing bad. He's never been in anything bad. Anything he's in, he always elevates. He's super funny. And not to say that I've heard or watched other episodes, but I you do find out, I remember later on in an episode of this show, that he becomes D.B. Cooper. And I feel like that had to trigger <laughs> no, something. Shit, really? Yeah, there's a whole story arc where he's D.B. Cooper, and that's certainly the first time I ever heard D.B. <clears throat> Cooper, which put me on a another- other of my neurotic paths later on in life so i
0: i kind of want to to go back a second i kind of almost want to like in future episodes when we meet actors and things i kind of want to like play a game where like where does everybody know them from and then where does joe know them from <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like there's almost going to be like a consensus and then joe's answer every time we do that yep. but yeah so we get introduced to all these characters rapid fire and i just thought that was like a little I don't know, like a lazy way to bring you into the world. That that was something I didn't really like, because I just thought it was like one after another after another after another. And Would you was, have
2: remembered like, the names if you didn't write them down? No, of course. No, not, I still don't I know the names.
0: One after another, <laughs> like I was writing them down. I was like, wait, pausing it. I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy, this girl. I, I was like half
1: and half. I remember the, I remember Lisa, I remember Jimmy James, and I remember. I only remember Ed. I had Only remember Ed. Jimmy James.
0: I see, and that, and I think that was just a problem that the show had. Like I think they were trying to. Th- there's a big cast, right? It's kind of a big ensemble cast and they were trying to get everyone in there right away in the first few minutes of the show. But because they did it that way, it was like you were just bombarded with characters. And it was like, no, hey, I, I no took
3: that differently. I took it as that's what it's like starting a new job and you meet everyone that already knows each other and all established, and boom after boom after boom. You, that's a you good know, point, no actually. actually. Yeah, that's that that a really good point, yeah.
1: The first day of work is just orienting no matter what, right? Unless you go yeah. to a job where you know every single person and you you know have a sort of easier idea. And that's very rare. So walking yeah, well, in, people, do you want coffee? it's over there. But that's the kind of thing where you're like, oh, I don't know what to answer, <laughs> how to respond yeah. to people, what their personalities are yet. How do I <laughs> respond to them? Was my to favorite me. character, by the way, Beth.
0: I kind of understood where Ferg's coming from. Like, he's new to this world and everything happens fast. And that is kind of true to form when you get a new job. As the viewer, though, I felt it was a little overwhelming. And I thought like having the guy's first day at work be the first episode is like a very easy way to introduce you into a world, right? Because it's like, you know the entry point. You're, you're entering the story at this point because episode one Is where Dave's story is. So as far as he's concerned, nothing's happened the day before, and like that's how we're entering, right? So kind of a good way to bring you in. Yep. Could be a little lazy because it's just like too easy, but I get it. And now Lisa,
1: can we meet her real quick? As big Office fans, do we all remember Lisa? Yeah, Yeah, she's Robert California's um, wife. Yeah, the wife. And also, you're afraid of the Claw.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Liar, liar, liar.
0: liar.
1: Yeah, she's
2: the mom. I would have not thought of that. And I said
0: the Santa Claus, and you guys said liar, liar,
2: liar, liar. Yeah. Yeah. Liar, liar. Was she in the Santa Claus? Is she the mom in Santa, Santa Claus? So.
0: When he said, you're afraid of the claw, I was thinking of the Santa Claus. Oh, no, no, that's liar, liar. That's, not, that's, that's liar, liar, Jay. liar Jay. Is it? Wow.
1: And they're, of course, doing the iron claw because of the greatest wrestlers of all time, the Von Eriks and Baron Von Raschke.
0: Yeah, I, I believe yeah. that was an homage, intentionally. You know. Pretty sure. All right, so we meet Lisa, and the thing is, like, Dave first meets Lisa, it becomes apparent that, well, to go back, everyone thinks that Dave is the new sports guy, which was, like, a little curious to me up front, because I'm like, why does everyone just, like, accept that he's a new sports guy. Where's the current sports guy? It gets addressed later in the Whole episode.
3: Same thing. But, like, I was Whole like, how does no one was
0: question me. this? Like, everyone's just like, oh, he's a new sports guy. And I'm thinking, like, is there a sports guy roaming around this radio station who's, like, just missing today? So that, here's like, why I
2: didn't think missing? that is because – when he said that, and then other people were told that he's the new sports guy, they're like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? They're not like, oh, where'd Brian go? Yeah, they're all like, what happened to Brian? It's just, it's obviously a vacant spot. That's why the dude picked it and stuff like that. So I I don't think I was confused on that.
0: But uh, because everyone thinks that Dave is the new sports guy, Lisa starts talking to him like, oh, hey, like Ed's probably going to be out of here soon because you know, they talked about their interactions with him and how she's firmly under the understanding that she's next in line to be the new news director, which is obviously Dave's roll so another uncomfortable spot between the two of them when we first see this interaction between dave and lisa are we already assuming like this is a love interest that's meant to be because that's like as soon as i saw them I'm like oh this is what they're going for i, yeah, I, got I see that it right vibe. away
1: you're obviously being set up to say like look this is where this one's
4: going yeah i got that vibe too
0: yeah and it's funny because they didn't really force it on you there wasn't like a lot like of meat on the bone when it comes to the two of them like interacting there wasn't anything like flirty or anything like that but you just kind of went oh he's the main guy and there's not a lot of girls on the show so like this is uh, this must be where they're going. It's just a just-
2: Andy Dick. <laughs> well, I mean, like even the other girl, the redhead. I forget her name. Beth is yeah. just like a ginger Andy Dick
0: almost <laughs> like, yeah she, she yeah. Has yeah, just like a little, little mini
2: Andy Dick <laughs> not yeah, a she, lot
0: going on in the show she didn't
1: I wrote that much. down too the characters are almost paired off right like you've got Phil Hartman and Rick who we haven't met yet the handyman are like the smarmy ones yep In like an evil sort of smarmy way and then you've got the like aloof crazy ones who were Beth and Andy Dick and then you've got like the nice normal ones who were a pair you know like everybody's sort of sectioned off in a way I that you
2: can make have a problem with the handyman because we all know joe rogan ends up being that character i didn't know that he wasn't on there from the beginning i thought he was but how much work could a handyman really have to do that he is basically just like a nine-to-five employee in one office all i bed. imagine the desk breaking is big right
4: I was going to say, I've worked in, I've worked in these types of office settings where you have these handymen and they kind of tend to gravitate towards a certain floor and towards a certain group of people. So he's probably like building maintenance, but he's got a radio. So while he's there, he might as well chill up there with this group. Yeah.
1: See, I didn't pick that up. What I picked up was he's there to fix the mixing board, the sound cart, all the radio stuff. Like that's what he does, right? In case something jams or something breaks, you need a guy right there because the radio doesn't stop right you have to fix that signal right away
0: they don't touch on it right and like i said this episode's trying to throw a lot at you so like you don't really know a lot of people's roles specifically in the show but he just you only know he's like kind of the handyman or maintenance guy based on like he's dressed more casually like a little bit more like blue collary like something that he can get dirty in and other than that they don't really give you any other reason to think that that's his role because it's not really touched on
1: i did hear though he was let go and they met joe rogan for episode one because of big pharma and because of uh vex vaccine debates so (sighs) you know it just made sense that they had to replace them
0: yeah i think that's what happened in 95 it was the the worst flu shot (laughs) we're talking about i don't know what vaccines would have been big in 95
1: well you never know speaking of 95 and things being beforehand not to be weird but this is joe's 9-11 corner did anybody else get a weird vibe being in a new york office right before ish 9-11 as to like what that world was like and then it really never was again like that gray boring nothing ever happens here mentality in New York City. Like I couldn't help but like put a weird 9-11 parallel to that.
0: My head didn't go there at all. To be no. honest with you, I, no. I just, I just kind of thought like I'm just entering that world, the radio station world. And I I don't know. I, I don't think there was that kind of transition of things being so different, especially in a building like that. I'm sure in today's world, they're in what radio stations are still surviving. It's probably not too different from what that show you know was depicting.
1: Well, maybe it's just an office, right? Offices look very different now, right? And I've only worked in an office for maybe 12 or 14 years or something at this point so it was obviously post then but I don't know something about that and the time and the look and the footage of people streaming out of those buildings in New York on that day like I don't know it all just sort of like where they clicked to be like it's it was that time frame
3: do you go there anytime you see something from
1: New York I mean I'd be lying if I said I didn't yeah I do a little bit <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I, I think, I
0: think maybe you're all. just a
2: little too engulfed
0: <laughs> yeah I think yeah, 9-11 that is, that is what I head don't head know I don't I don't
2: really see
3: no the only saying. thing I
4: will say about that whole set was it did did anybody else i don't know did it feel dated to anybody else yeah, very much so whole, like, more I, than
3: any of the other shows we've done we talked no okay, way this is
0: not more dated than friends well here's the thing so it goes back to color palettes like we talked about like at the top of the episode where they start outside and it's bright and everything and then they go into this office where everything's like brown and wood and typically like a, any type of office or station now that was like redesigned they would never go with those types of colors and like wood and stuff for that reason it comes off a little a little Little dated because that's just not how things look today stylistically, unless it's an older build building. No, true, true. I mean,
4: I just thought it was the, the aesthetic of the radio station itself. Yeah, and to go like back, like the to whole news radio is kind of an old concept, but I felt like it was dated, but not as dated. At, it wasn't in a bad way. It was just like know, it I, put you in the frame I, of mind in that time period. I don't know. That's I think what they're that highlighting. To me. I think they're highlighting the fact
2: that it's news radio, right? Like true. if there's a studio somewhere that's you you know, the NPR studio, it's going to look like that. Yeah. Just like cardigans everywhere. And, and, you know, just desks. And like, I think that's, it's a boring news radio station. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, and to keep it in a parallel with sitcoms, right?
1: Like WKRP in Cincinnati is a sitcom about a radio station. That's a rock radio station in the late seventies, early eighties. Everybody's a crazy wild character and everybody's bonkers. And there's beer, but a news radio station is going to be a very different vibe than. Yeah. A it's rock like, it's station. just like
2: intellects basically hanging out, talking people that's know, cool. know
0: like the news. So what Joe was saying earlier as far as like the New York ties, I think the thing about that with me is other than that establishing shot outside if you were to start that episode with Dave entering the building itself there's nothing about that that tells me this is New York. No. Yeah. It just, but it, it also doesn't tell like you that it's anywhere. The
3: yeah. people tell you it's New York. The, Usually you get a little bit of attitude
0: or act, like if they force it. Sometimes like shows will tend to force local references so you get it. If it wasn't for that first scene I would have never even guessed it was new york i would have thought it was like some other bc type of major city like n- not anything that big i was going like to put that right? anyway people have
1: that yeah. accent that like no regional dialect type accent when they, they didn't even know where dave is from are you from canada or he's from wisconsin <laughs> right because he has that radio voice where you really can't yeah pick out. it's that midwest no twang and then perfect you on the say, radio
0: like, love cheese afterwards that was <laughs> wisconsin
1: yeah that's where so he is yeah. so when we meet so
0: when we meet Bill hartman's character which is bill moment of silence
1: bill? for phil Hartman Artman.
0: So what do you guys think of Bill up front like when you first introduced to him because he's it's not like he's a kiss ass necessarily but like he's pretending to know or be familiar with Dave when he just thinks he's a sports guy he doesn't even know he's his boss yet and he's like oh I love your work like you know I've listened to your stuff so he's very phony. He's I have written down
3: bullshit artist and manipulative
0: yeah because so. he definitely is someone who's like yeah. he politics to get what he wants and he's trying to do that by getting that Al Gore interview which was so well, you know
2: it's funny you know who he reminded me of was Andy from The Office. They yeah. have a parallel wow, yeah. kiss ass and just like the, that, like fake confidence almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like you can tell he's not as confident as he is. He's as, season as three, so. Andy. That,
0: that <laughs> yes. That's a great
2: comparison.
0: Yeah, little, he drives little, an expert. I
4: thought he was a smart ass. I thought he was politicking like everybody said, but outside of that, I didn't feel one way or the other about him. My favorite character on the show was Jimmy James in this particular episode. Any other, every other character didn't really, I, there wasn't enough substance for me to really- Speaking well, of a Hart- context- Phil was the only though one
3: of, that stood out to me.
1: Well, in the context yeah. of, are you going to keep watching this show, right? This is the pilot. I love Phil Hartman in this. Like, I can't wait to see that guy's everyday interactions with all these yep. people. Like they do a great job of giving him five minutes and then having him back away so you're like oh I want to see
3: more of this kind of dickhead guy yeah true when he, when he asked him is this chair hard enough died like. especially
0: for such a big cast I would assume at that time if you are looking at 95 he's one of the biggest gets that that show has so to kind of let him dwell in the back a little bit and not push him forward was an interesting move but it's working in that regard where
2: was Andy Dick at this point in his career is this one of his first if very, not the very first I, was I, say say I think he one would have just been down. doing comedy right no,
3: because when I knew who he was was before that show. He was probably already in in the army now at that point, right? I
2: just watched that. Movie. I think that <laughs> would have Can been the go. same
3: year. <laughs>
1: I think I in the army now is 95. Well, oh, maybe no. In the army have been, might be a year later
2: because I think Run OJ Run I think is the in the army joke. So that might or that jury duty. Oh, there's so many Poly Shore. Movies. It was a year before. In the army now came out in 94. So they probably you no. Know, and this was 95, right? 95. Yeah. 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 He might have dropped off
0: of the the role, and that's how he got in the eye of a casting director or something like that.
1: Yeah. That said, I wish they didn't hire Andy Dick and they hired Polly Shore. That
0: so, would have been cool. I'm better sure show Polly Shore, which is that too, because like he <laughs> had like a couple more movies come out. And that was
2: his decline. That movie. He chose that movie over something else and then never got a lead role afterwards.
0: Yeah, he had said that too. He knew it was like a mistake. He triggers that as a big mistake in his career.
2: He should have just made Son-in-law too. (laughs) <laughs> Still the son in law.
1: Yeah. So, Still sunning after all these laws.
0: So that character of Matthew that Andy Dick plays, there's a moment where Ed makes him cry. And to kind of console him, Dave then explains to him, Hey, listen, don't worry, like I'm actually the replacement for Ed. Like I'm gonna be the new news director. That spirals into Matthew telling someone who tells someone. So now everybody knows. So now the words out. So basically everybody but Ed knows that Ed's about to be replaced by Dave. My thing was once everyone knows that, we got to this point where ed reprimands dave and dave shows no backbone and it was like a really bad point of the story because it was like everyone in that room now knows you're not just a sports guy you're the boss even though he's not aware and this isn't maybe the time to do it you had to show a little bit more when you're being reprimanded by ed because this is everyone's first impression of you the new boss and i just thought like that didn't play right because he he should have been a little stronger in that moment
4: yeah that was my my issue with him throughout the whole kind of episode because that's- That's kind of the whole thing where it sets up where Jimmy James tells him you have to fire Ed, kind of like a Hunger Games for Jimmy James. And I don't know if anybody's ever had to be in that situation before where you have to go and do that. But and I know they're trying to do it in a slapstick kind of way, but you would never you would never do what Dave did in this scenario. You would never do that. And I mean, I know it's a sitcom and I know it's supposed to kind of suspend belief, but I just that's part of what made me not like his character a little bit. The no backbone. uh... Yeah, I
0: just thought it was a bad, that was a moment of the show where it was just, we understand that the underlying thing the whole time is you're waiting for the right moment and we're going to pretend that you're the sports guy, but you're now being reprimanded in front of all your subordinates and you're just eating it. And it's like, you're the boss. You have to understand that, right? This is not the time to keep playing this game. You have to man up. I got it
3: earlier in the episode like he met this guy and at the beginning you meet Ed, he's kind of like, you feel bad for him. He's the bad, bad. Back and, yep. and he's like oh this job's the only thing keeping me going thank god for the insurance and all this other stuff and then throughout the episode you start to realize how like douchey he is he shows up late he uh he leaves early for the back thing yeah he makes did cry so at that point it's like why is he lying to everyone to protect this guy he just met who he now knows is an asshole it was making me madder and madder and he was just digging a deeper hole <laughs> it's just it, like-
2: you're just like highlighting how non-confrontational dave is right yeah. but i agree like i don't think that's a good character choice for somebody who is in charge of all of these people like he should have been more stern, but I mean I assume as the show goes on he does hit the middle of the road as far as being both of those people so I mean like it's just part of his character that he needs to adapt but obviously it seems like he can turn it on if he needs to
0: he has a redeeming moment later and we'll get to it where he does kind of flip it and has to be the boss and acts like the boss right here too too there's a great
1: Phil Hartman moment where he's like you can't suck up to me you can't do this you can't do that and Phil Hartman and his great Phil Hartman voice goes, well then I guess all that's left is backstabbing. <laughs> so
3: good. Did so like, anyone did anyone think it was weird that they all believed him that he was the boss? Like could I have shown up and be like, hey, I'm the new guy. This guy's fired. Every one of them believes this guy that the boss had already told them is the sports guy. Like yeah.
1: They all buy it right away. Like
2: yeah they all turn
3: around and, and then believe him right away for the other thing. They all seem
2: yeah. very uh passive gullible. or gullible. Like, yeah. I did um, like though when I don't know if we're there yet in conversation, but when Ed quits Right. And Dave is just helping him put stuff in the box. Oh, I thought the box. that was really funny. Yeah. He slides it into the elevator.
0: <laughs> well, that was like that. That was going to be like the you knew something was up because it was too easy, right? Ed quit because he's mad about something. So he's like, you know what? I quit. And Dave's like, oh, perfect. So now I don't have to do anything. So we think that's where it's going for a second. And then Ed comes back. He's like, no, I don't quit. And, you know, I'm saying as we're talking about this episode and peel back the curtain a little bit, I keep a little list of notes that I took. It's really tough because I feel like when I went back earlier it said the show goes so quick that it's tough to process like the order things happening because it, it was all just like a blur to me everything was just like boop 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 one after another and it was just really tough to follow it so even as we go back and talk about it it's really tough to pinpoint the progression of the story i just think everything happened in like a weird random order it just it just didn't seem to flow right for me
1: and i guess putting that too because we can jump around a little bit here i think one of the things we didn't talk about i forget who said it but the, the hunger games aspect of jimmy james i love the just weird eccentricities of him the whole episode where he's gonna go buy a hardware store and he comes back with a tennis rack it with no strings. strings in it. And then later on, he <laughs> comes back and he's like, no, I bought a hockey team. And he's just carrying a goalie stick. Like there's so yeah. much weirdness. <laughs>
0: that's I love so the funny. That's the like a one root is so good. Thanks for buying I, the team. Here's, a, here's your own stick.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that gift. about him. I like that about the Jimmy James character. I think that added this mystique in this silly mystique to him that kind of made you, made him endearing yeah. to me yeah. at least. It's
2: because like, you shouldn't like him because he's making Dave fire his guy. Like that's not a good thing. Like if that was me showing up to that, job and they're making me fire i'd be like i don't want to work here like this is yeah. a terrible way to do things but yeah you're right they they do make him endearing in a in, in a way that you want to keep seeing him do this stupid stuff it's, it's and so they make
1: weird. him funny too they give him the recurring gag of the pick it up pick it up yeah yeah, yeah. Which it is
4: up. A, a good gag i was gonna say they kind of reversed what you were just saying about they make him endearing and they make dave kind of the one that you don't like you know they kind of yeah. put that role reversal there well, where you're all supposed all... to like one and instead you like the other
0: it's about how you compose yourself because that's what it comes down to like the early impressions of Dave is that he's neurotic he overthinks things he's no backbone everything is like trying to be very particular where you know Mr. James he just kind of goes with things and he he just kind of lets things happen and he doesn't worry about the eccentric millionaire and it's just one of those things where it's like that's almost that's like a more I don't know I don't know if I want to say relatable but that's just a more attractive character type you are more attracted to someone who is just calm and goes with the flow and lets things happen than someone who's like constantly worried and nitpicking and trying to figure out little minute details it's just who would you rather be around in life Yeah, true i think we get to this point where dave finally has to fess up and he has to do what he has to do with ed and let him know that listen i am your boss well (laughs) i am your replacement and you know you no longer work here and we get a really interesting scene from ed because ed's initial response is like oh that's fine I have a offer from WXYP and I have a, a, a standing job offer there like the guy in charge is from a Tom Novacek what was it from Tom Novacek Tom Novacek WXYP. has great
1: radio names right no. Tom Novacek so that's that was, supposed to be like his, was that
0: like his college buddy or whatever yeah he yeah was the guy who ran the station there he's like oh so I'm gonna go over WXYP with Tom Novacek you guys could all go to hell and then <laughs> we find out that the station that that he's going to WXYP YP has closed down and it's because they all went into a nosedive basically once Ed's friend Tom Novichek died so that's yep. how little he pays attention to what's going on around him and it
4: circles back to why he was yelling at Andy Dick because Andy Dick said well I read that in Broadcasting Monthly which I think is what yeah. like he was he was yelling at him about Farina, earlier yeah. that made him cry so it was kind of a, a cool little wraparound there Matt, yeah there's a good
1: back callback right on up. that and I, I just love Love the idea that they just really shit on him so hard, where like they make a joke that his friend died, he lost his job, he's going across <laughs> the street, and he's just gonna find out that his friend is dead, his friend and dead, the company is out of job. business, and now he lost his job.
0: And, and on top of it, like you look, there's so many reasons that he should be a sympathetic character, right? Because like the back pain and all the stuff he was going through before, but they made him just enough of a dick that you're like, you know what? I do they send
3: you on an emotional roller coaster with him? Like I, yeah. I, I have that in all my notes. Is like I didn't know how to feel about him because first you feel bad for him and then you're like what a dick and then like he tries to fire him and then yeah,
0: they did like... that with him and dave really they just kind of flipped you back and forth on on them both multiple times throughout the episode and and i really didn't i didn't love that about the show because i thought you want to root for someone the whole time you know and, and you really couldn't do that because you weren't even sure who to root for so i'd even put down like show got a little confusing at that point but we do have a point where so now dave is at least the boss right he had he finally went through he fired ed he had the Asserts moment some power he had the moment with bill where he told Billy wasn't gonna get the Al Gore interview. Like he's flipped after being like timid the whole time. Like he had that one moment that set him off, and now he's gonna just be the boss all of a sudden. I I mean, I guess that's good. Like the character that's where he needs to be. But I don't know. I just there was a lot of stuff about the show that I just didn't understand. And and that was in like that was a big part of it. And then there was a moment between Dave and Lisa, which I just couldn't make sense of, like, oh, if you didn't realize that this was the love interest situation we're building, here you go. And they just forced it. So now you know. For for share because they have the moment like thanks for covering for me earlier because when everyone found out dave was going to be the new news director lisa took it hard and and they jumped to the conclusion really really early on I'm like we yep. you think you were going to be the news director and it was like well that's kind of a weird <laughs> pivot to make that you just assume that he covered for her and said no she was offered the job and she declined it and they go back to the end and they revisit that scene and she thanks him but then there's this weird eyelash scene and i was like this is where it becomes like. Like here here now you know it's the romantic thing and I was like what the fuck like why (laughs) you just like this whole like oh you have an eyelash and just like this weird him plucking the eyelash off her face I don't understand this is a little weird to me I get you're trying to show us that it's a relationship but I just thought that was a really weird last note no something I would never do especially considering he's the boss you know if you really think about it
4: here's your boss with your employee in your office yeah but it wasn't
0: like a sexual advancement like it really did come off. Innocent. I think it was just so that so you the viewer would see uh um, oh, like of some sort of chemistry. But so we didn't like play it wrong. He wasn't like creepy about it. But I just thought like I don't know. It, just, it was awkward. It, it was like awkward a weird for writing. Sure. yeah no, like, he was they very, very close no to chemistry. giving her the claw. Can we all agree? <laughs> yes. Yes. That that's <laughs> the, again. The, that's the pants claw. Like. She's afraid
3: of the claw. We know that.
0: I mean, was that was I the only one who thought that was weird watching it? Like <laughs> I don't no, know. It no, it was completely out weird. of
3: nowhere, and it was you could tell it was supposed to be sweet, but it just didn't hit. Like, I was just
0: forced. also but again, I, just, I, I like don't. That's think a great pilot
1: move, right? Set it up more. Hey, look, we're trying to hit you over the head with this because it's the first episode. There's tension
3: here. I just I don't see her and see him and think, oh, that that's a couple. I think he's more likely to end up with Andy Dick than than this beautiful girl in the office. But
2: you say, yeah, she. It's a little just. He's a very unassuming guy. She's pretty, and I don't know. The, the, the dynamic doesn't seem like it would work. I don't think because she seems like a stronger character. Yeah, you know? she's very. She you him, know, but
0: she, yeah, she's more she's more in charge she's more like she thought she was going to be the new news director and we never find out early in the episode to jump all the way back to the beginning Mr. James was like do you know why I made you the news director like there's something special about you and like that was like a joke where he just never tells him what that thing was yeah I mean for every point and reason like Lisa thought that job was going to be hers so she has leadership qualities about her and like I don't know the thing with her and Dave it seemed a little forced and then they like I said that scene was to really drive it into your face just so you don't confuse it like the this is going to be the romantic interest. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, it didn't work for me either. I, I, will I, say I,
1: though, mean... I appreciate that like they ended on that to a degree and you were like, oh, kind of sappy. But then they give you one last good joke because oh, the then the, the real sports... news, yeah. know, the new sports the, guy comes the, the, in. The
0: sports guy, yeah. And I, I like the way that played. I thought that was that was a better ending to the show because- Right, the way better way to end it. Because the eyelash scene kind of leaves you just, it's just quiet. You know what I mean? There's not much to it. There's no like, like no upbeat note to end on. And like this is the real sports guy, which- explains what i was saying earlier like how does everyone think that dave is a sports guy not question it. it turns out there was a new sports guy starting today apparently at the very end of the day though you gets to start <laughs> you get to just come in at five you know that's fine whatever you want Just come. In, oh, weird
1: <laughs> time to to show. but then idea. again it's a it's a radio station that's open 24 hours right so there's guess, not a yeah, lot of sports true. on a weekday yeah
3: but he didn't even come in they ed says like oh we do our sports thing every day at five and that guy wasn't there <laughs> yeah but maybe he's yeah. second
1: shift right because now if you're thinking it's 9 p.m. Now all the basketball games, the hockey games, everything's ended.
4: That's what I was was the just weekday say. all
1: sports are on at night. So if that guy comes in, has a cup of coffee, he does 11 to midnight to give you all the sports updates for all the games that ended. He no. goes home, and then the news no. radio guy gives you
3: the updates. No, because he says, "What do you think about tonight's game?" That's and he goes, "Oh, this game." I forget what he says, but he said well, like, then maybe, he maybe it is five. Was going
0: under 30 or something right now or something. Like that.
1: Yeah. What time of year is it? We actually talked about this because if he comes in at 5 p.m., it would be dark out if it was like November december right so that would make yeah. sense he's there early at five to do the pre-game during the game post-game sort of thing but yeah. i think by what they're wearing it yeah, doesn't true. seem like it's that late in the year If he walks in in a pretty light suit and he's like hey i'm in new york it's not doesn't seem to be that cold the time frame seems a little off. i assume
0: me. everything's like spring <laughs> like that's just how i look at those shows like, it is,
1: it's base it's baseball season so it's got to be spring oh did they yeah. mention baseball i missed baseball somehow because they're saying 76ers are just basketball oh no i'm sorry
3: basketball season yeah it's
0: basketball I would have started in like April I don't know in 95 the seasons of chains and sports so much it could have been like March of the time but yeah it would be right around there like if the if it was the very start of the season it would be at an appropriate time for the weather I'm assuming Probably. it's
1: a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yes
0: <laughs> you know for those listening if you're listening to this months and months <laughs> later you to, thank you we are as of the recording of this it's late April it's the very end of April so I would assume it was almost kind of the same time for them and a lot of times on sitcoms they try to have it so the time of year on the show is mirroring when it's aired and the pilot episode came out in late March so they're probably aiming for around that time of year anyways.
1: I guess that's true too right it's like a mid-season replacement it's not getting a September to you know spring it's getting a look we get five episodes what have you try to make it in real time it makes more sense.
0: Yeah so because like a lot of shows try to have the holidays line up so they can have you know Halloween episodes Christmas episodes so you know it makes sense for a show that's airing for the first time in late March to have a springtime you know thing going on with some sports and it, it it all checks out to me.
3: I didn't see one jacket either, so...
0: And is there anything else that you guys want to... They comment on the security guard's jacket at the very beginning.
1: That's true. But well, that's just a yep. uniform jacket, though. That's not like a mm-hmm. winter coat. True. Any
0: other notes that you guys have about the show before we uh, start to wrap things up?
4: The only yes. thing I have is beating people in prison with a chair. <laughs> that <bet> says. <laughs> that's the funniest line. In, yeah, that uh, was a great
3: for line. Me. That was one of my favorite parts of that. that I really liked Jimmy James's cell line.
2: phone, too. All the big-ass
4: phone? Yeah, it just yeah. came
2: right out of his jacket. It's uh, It was smaller than I think it should have been at that time. But I like. I also like how they, they definitely make him seem more than, you know, just the guy who is in charge of this office. Like, he's obviously much bigger than that. He's buying yeah. teams and stores and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, like this is like a, another one of his fun projects and hobbies. Right. He might like like not really necessarily care about it too much. He's just right. there for an hour a day.
0: Yeah, there's a reason that the news director position is needed. You're just the owner. It's like if you own a sports team, which now he does. You own the <laughs> yeah. team. You don't, you don't hire and fire the players.
1: No, I know it's probably not a yes for now and it certainly isn't for me now but and I, I would say even podcasts probably took the place of this but does anybody have like time like listening to news radio or talk radio because i sports assume...
3: radio count because i listen to sports radio I'd say sports radio
2: counts, i yeah, listen to like, sports working... radio every morning yeah
3: yes
1: like sports radio is probably the more common one now i think people now digest their news in a different way but like working on job sites or whatever you listen in the morning to the news it turns into the weirdo republican talk shows and that goes back to the news that's and that the thing just, with like,
2: news radio is like they're one way or the other it doesn't matter there's always an agenda so it's like tough to find like a good reliable source that's not just completely leaning one way yeah 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 but it was always background noise
1: at a job site yeah. so you just heard all these weirdo guys talking but then you'd hear like the do 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 and then the news yeah. update would come on and you'd like pay attention to the news for 10 minutes and then
0: yeah like i kind of want my news like very matter of fact i don't really want the person delivering the news to tell me how they feel about it i just right. want you to tell me what happened yeah, i, yeah, I, I really want facts, that's all yeah. i want just tell me what happened i don't care what what you think about it, but yeah, I mean, news radio is obviously like a little bit of a dying art in general. Because of that, do you guys feel like the show? is now coming off dated because of the field that they're in or does it you know does it still play okay
4: i actually have that written in my notes is that the concept news radio is in of itself outdated see i disagree
1: i think if you were coming at this as a say 14 year old right so a full generation before us is the idea of news radio the sort of conceit of that being a big job and all that outdated sure but the idea of all these people in a room in a studio making content and putting it up Out there for you to listen to, I think is more relevant or just as relevant now, right? People just listen to it in a different way. It could be a podcast studio, it could be a
0: a different kind of thing. I
1: think that is it going over the terrestrial airwaves? Is that sort of dated to young kids? Sure, but I think that the idea of this not making sense doesn't exist. I think that there maybe even ten years ago it might have felt weird, but now I think. But but a lot of that relies
4: on you know live traditional terrestrial radio right but how many podcasts
1: stream live lots of them lots of people stream their phones live streaming live with big headphones
0: on is just some guy walking down the street right now to be honest with you one of the things that they benefit from being news radio versus being just like a top 40 station is like that's kind of the only radio that makes sense to people today that like people still do tune into is like like we're saying like we still listen to sports talk radio because like that stuff needs to be kind of up to date and like live to the minute so like it's also
2: regional that's why you're listening to the boston sports station right like you could yeah. probably find a Boston sports-based podcast. But I also think that even though it's the namesake for this show, I don't think that the job itself was a big enough part of the show for that to matter. You know what I mean? Like, they had mentioned one interview, and they did one thing in front of a microphone real quick. Like, but I don't think the fact, you could do this show in any setting.
0: Right, right. And that's, so that's I don't a, think that's, that's why. A, that's I, a lot of show. that they, they, they
3: had that Chinese commercial in it, too, when the girl at the Love Interest had them in the
0: thing. So, yeah, for that reason, like, you know, the environment environment works enough that you can still watch it back today and i don't know how what was it you had a, it was on imdb right <laughs> imdb yeah team? Yeah. So for those of you who want to go back and watch, you can find the season on IMDb TV, which, you know, you can get apps for your Amazon or watch it on, you know, your web browser that way. Any show that we review that like, you can't just plug through Netflix or Amazon is kind of unfortunate now. It's just the way of the world. So it's, you know, just like comparing radio versus podcasting. It's like this on-demand style that we're used to now. It's like, it's very inconvenient when you have to go out of your way to find stuff, but if you are looking to watch news radio, that's how you'll find it. IMDb TV. And I think there are some episodes on demand, but if you want to start from the beginning, that's where to go.
1: And I found the DVD box set in my closet. I didn't even remember I owned, but I looked <laughs> up on Amazon. It's, it's If you wanted to buy the whole season or whole series, rather, it's, it's pretty cheap. I think And I think the show, the, I think the pilot is indicative of how the rest of the show goes. I think if you like the pilot, you'd probably want to watch the rest of the show. So you can spend the $10 and own the 97 episodes. Right. 95. <laughs> 95 episodes.
0: Five 95. seasons, 95 95- episodes but so yeah so let's close things out guys let's go around so, uh Greenlighter cancel the show based on what you just saw from episode one i'm gonna go to my left to right so gordo i'm gonna start off with you
4: cancel i have to erase all the knowledge that i have of this show after i thought the show was tedious i thought that they they did a job of building up the dynamic between dave and ed only to fire ed at the end of the episode where they could have built up the rest of the office. So you kind of don't know how the dynamic is going to play out going forward. I thought that was just a waste of energy for the show. It did nothing to pull me in to make me want to, it didn't make me like Dave and the supporting characters didn't give me enough to make me want to see a second episode. Sorry, I got to cancel it.
0: I think that's actually a great point that we almost should have talked about earlier. You know, the, the guy with the number two most screen time in most story development is a disposable character who's only there for for the one episode yep. as far as we know. So uh, I'm going to move over to Nick.
2: I'm also going to cancel. I thought it was funny. There were points that made me laugh, obviously, but I didn't like the main character and the, I didn't really get to know enough about the rest of the characters. Like Gordo said, I did like Jimmy James, but he was fleeting in that, you know, you don't know how often he was going to be there. It was, it was entertaining, but I, you go back to the not really caring about seeing another episode. And that's where I was with that. Joe, how about you? I disagree with with you guys and I, I would definitely greenlight it. For me, there's a lot of nostalgia
1: tied up in this show. I'm trying to ignore that. But that time period, I feel like is, this hits a good nostalgia button. And to just be with the group of us, this is the kind of show where we'd all be sitting together 20 years ago, trying to figure out something to watch on the on-demand. And I would say, let's watch news radio. And you would all say, no, that show is stupid and not funny and boring. And we'd get in a fight. Like, that's, the kind of, that's what it makes me think of, right? So I get this weird double nostalgia of being like in Nick's basement or Jay's living room. You all did that being, to me
3: with the OC, by the way. And then you all loved it. We will
1: discuss the OC later on. California, here we come eventually. But I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I love I love the cast. Kurt Fuller is great. I love Stephen Root. It reminds me of 9-11.
3: I'm all in. Ferg? It also reminds me of 9-11, which is why I'm canceling it. No, it just... Dave is so unlikable and it made me mad throughout the episode how he just kept digging his hole deeper and deeper where anyone else, I know it's a sitcom but anyone else would have come forward by then and it's just when he finally does grow a backbone it's out of the blue there's nothing that led him to that there's nothing for the character to change He just did and that's bad writing I yeah uh, I'm sorry see ya
0: so um for me it looks like we already have a majority vote but I will say despite the fact that I do like news radio like I said at the top of the episode I don't have a lot of memories of like specifics of the show just I just always remember watching it and I know that I come to like the show but I will say based on this first episode I have to agree with the majority of you I'd have to cancel it and it's show for a lot sucks. of reasons I just think that the show was it, like I said before it was so hectic and I couldn't like just focus on anything. They were just back and forth, back and forth. There was a real lack of character development for most of the characters. And then the two characters that they did take the time and energy on, one's gone and the other one, they spent most of the episode building him a certain way just for him to completely flip later on in the episode and act differently. So it's like, what did we really come out of episode one with? Like, I don't really know anybody yet. So for that reason, despite how I've come to feel about the show later on, judging just on episode one alone, I'm sorry I have to cancel it, which means four out of five of us are canceling News Radio, which is kind of surprising to me. I made my decision before we recorded, but I thought I was going to be kind of the sole guy canceling the show. So I'm sorry, News Radio. You do not get to live for a second episode. You know, we'll move on to the next show next week. So guys, thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope that if you enjoyed the show, you'll subscribe and rate the show if you're on iTunes. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on s1e1pod.com. That'll link you to all our social medias and where you can listen to us. Thank you again for everything, and we'll catch you guys all next week.